Extra money for parents. To help put a dent in some of those bills will be great. Botched sex abuse case. Really comes down hard on the FBI. Calls for help in condo collapse. You gotta get us out of here. Half the building's gone. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Beginning today, millions of parents will start to see more money in their bank accounts as an expanded child tax credit takes hold. CBS's Ed O'Keefe says for some families, it'll make all the difference. It's pretty much paycheck to paycheck since this pandemic started. Julie Page and her husband lost their jobs during the pandemic. He found another one. But when schools closed, she needed to be at home watching their five kids. She says the new child tax credit can't come soon enough. Back to school is coming up, so all the kids are going to need clothes and shoes and things like that. Julie says the money will help pay off bills that piled up during the pandemic, and it allows for a bit of normalcy. We have a birthday on Friday, so we're hoping to be able to do something fun for her birthday that we otherwise probably wouldn't do. Starting today, families making less than $170,000 per year, or single parents making less than $95,000, begin receiving monthly payments. That's as much as $3,600 a year for each child under six, 3000 for each child between 6 and 17. Coronavirus cases are on the rise in 49 states. The latest surge blamed on the Delta variant, and people who are not vaccinated face the greatest risk. CBS's Jerika Duncan has a pandemic snapshot this morning from Nashville, Tennessee. 11-year-old Chase Graham suffers from respiratory issues and regular seizures. And while he's eligible for the COVID vaccine in November, there's no guarantee it will help. Every single time you have a not-me attitude, you are saying it's okay for Chase to potentially become critically ill. His mother, Tanya Graham, is worried about her state's low adolescent vaccine rates, especially as Chase and his 15-year-old brother, Lance, and prepare to head back to school. Will they be wearing masks at the school? No, ma'am. Will they be social distancing? (laughs) No. So how are you confident enough to let him go to school? I'm not. I'm terrified. My biggest fear is that Landon would bring it home to Chase because I don't think that Landon could deal with that. I don't want to do that. It would crush me. CBS's Jeff Pegues tells us there's a scathing new report that blames the FBI for mistakes and delays in investigating sexual abuse allegations against former USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser. It's pretty disgusting. Olympic gymnast Jamie Dancher says she's outraged. Dancher says she was abused by Larry Nasser for years, including while she was on the 2000 U.S. Olympic gymnastics team. The main reason why I came forward and when I came forward was to protect this from happening to other little girls in the future. According to the 109-page report released by the Department of Justice's Inspector General, USA Gymnastics reported sexual assault allegations against Nasser to the FBI's Indianapolis field office in July 2015. But the agents conducted limited follow-up and did not formally open an investigation into the matter. Meanwhile, Nasser continued to work at Michigan State University, and about 70 more girls were abused during that time. Well, we're hearing panic and disbelief in the newly released 911 calls from people just after last month's condo collapse in Surfside, Florida. The 911 calls started pouring in after 1.15 the morning of the collapse. Everything exploded down. Each one more urgent than the last. Where are we going? We gotta go. Keep going. As the scope of the disaster unfolded before people's eyes. There's people yelling, saying they're stuck. Some of the callers were survivors who were trying to make their way out. You gotta get us out of here. 
here. Half the building's gone. Are you able to get out through the staircase? No, no. In one call, a woman indicates where the first signs of trouble were spotted. The pool deck above the underground garage. Pool area. Uh -huh. Pool area. There will be many, many people there. Manuel Bajorquez, CBS News, Miami. They're checking on tornado damage this morning in parts of Iowa in Lake City. Rhonda Gordon came home to a mess. My heart sank. I didn't know what I was going to find when I got home. Other homes damaged there, too. No apparent injuries. Overseas in western Germany, there's been deadly flooding. Many streets now have the look of raging rivers in some towns. More than 20 deaths in Germany and Belgium are blamed on the floods. KIRO Radio in Seattle got audio of a 911 call to police from NFL star Richard Sherman's wife, Ashley. What's he doing this, that you think he's going to harm he's, himself? He's being, he's, he's being aggressive. He has sent text messages. I took, the, I took the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's Sherman, the former Seahawks and 49ers player, is charged with allegedly trying to break down a door to get into his in-law's home. Britney Spears now has a lawyer she's hired in the bid to guide her out of a 13-year court-ordered arrangement she says has turned her into a virtual prisoner. Britney Spears won a significant victory as she tries to end her conservatorship. The court allowed her to replace her attorney with one of her own choosing. The new attorney, Matthew Rosengart, said the first step is to get Spears' father, Jamie, removed as a co-conservator. We will be moving promptly and aggressively for his removal. Spears again yesterday accused her father of cruel and abusive behavior. Spears' fans, members of the Free Britney movement, are now hopeful. I think things are going to start falling into place, but it's far from over. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. A heavily armed man was arrested as he tried to enter the parking garage of a federal building yesterday in Los Angeles. Authorities say the man was wearing body armor and had several loaded guns and knives in his vehicle. A new book reveals the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, feared a Reichstag moment because Donald Trump was preaching, quote, the gospel of the Fuhrer before the January Capitol attack. And he warned a friend that the defeated president and allies were trying to overturn the government. CBS's Peter King. Washington Post reporters Carol Lennig and Philip Rucker say General Mark Milley strategized with other military leaders on how to keep then-President Trump from using the armed forces to stay in office. They say Milley told deputies Mr. Trump would have to control the FBI, the CIA, and Defense Department, but wouldn't be able to. The New York Times reports two major health systems, the Cleveland Clinic and Mount Sinai in New York, will not administer a newly approved Alzheimer's drug to patients. Aduhelm was okayed over the objection of some government advisors who questioned its efficacy. NBA Finals Game 4, a defensive play late was crucial. Tucker on him, throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Kupo. What a block from Giannis. Giannis with the forceful denial at the rim on ABC with the Bucks up by two. They won it 109-103 to even up the series at two games apiece. Chris Middleton had a big fourth quarter. He finished with 40 points for Milwaukee. Thousands of children are facing a lifetime of imprisonment in camps and jails in northeastern Syria with little hope of being released because their parents belonged to ISIS. The U.S. has been repatriating ISIS families, though often the parents end up serving prison terms. Britain will take ISIS children, but not their parents. The BBC visited this British-born ISIS widow in a vast and dusty detention camp in northeastern Syria. How can I separate the children from their mother? 
is very, very wrong. Children who aren't repatriated by the time they turn 18 are off to prison with no prospect of release. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. An Arizona judge will decide today whether to send a Phoenix driving school owner back to his native Iraq. The man who is now a U.S. citizen is accused of killing two police officers as the leader of an al-Qaeda group. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.